Welcome to News to Reviews, your place to be for gaming news stories and also your place to be for impressions on the latest games coming out each and every week. My name is Zach. And I'm Lucky. Hey. It's going to be a little bit of a different episode this week. It's going to be just reviews and no news this week. Oh, maybe there might be a little bit of sneaky intro news at the very beginning. What, so now we're 2R. We're not N2 anymore, we're now 2R. Exactly, we're just 2R. No, it's like news, no wait, just reviews. (laughs) We can't stop pivoting. Every week it's a new new thing. We're pivot central. Because this is a pre-recording for PAX and, you know, we don't want our news to be two weeks late, we're just doing reviews only for you guys this week and here to bring most of the reviews. <laughs> Lockie needs a break. Lockie's taking a big step back, guys. <laughs> yeah. We have Anthony joining us from the Beta Network. Anthony, how's it going, mate? Welcome oh, I'm back. I'm very good. I'm very good. <laughs> Thanks for having me on again, lads. Thank you for coming on again and continuing the tradition of our guests coming on and doing all the work for us. It, it is a great way to play. <laughs> That is for sure. Just outsource all our reviews. I know. I'm doing I'm doing the, the typical like, oh, King of the Castle business thing. I'm just delegating out nonstop now. I'm so sorry. And thank you so much, Anthony, for picking up mostly my slack. <laughs> so basically I do all the work, you guys get all the credit. Is that okay? <laughs> oh, don't worry, you'll get all the credit. There you go. There you go. Oh, thank you, thank you. It is a two-way street. <laughs> oh, don't worry, I'm quite public. I'm pu- my reputation's pretty tarnished at this point. Everyone knows I sit on us. <laughs> Speaking about getting all the credit, can you please tell everyone where they can find the wonderful content that you guys create over at the Beta Network? Uh, Yeah, too easy. So if you want to hear my annoyingly lovely, also not annoying voice, um, (laughs) check me out. Uh, Check me, Dylan and Sam out, the Beta Network at (laughs) youtube.com slash the Beta Network. Um, you can also find us at thebetanetwork.net. We've got our articles. We've got our podcast, which Zachy was on last week, which was oh, yeah. a great episode. So Bloody I oath it was. Watch out. I'm coming out. For, your, for your job there. I'm going to take over as the third host on the <laughs> Beta Network. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was <laughs> saying to Sam, I was like, I was, no, I was saying to Lockie, I was like, this 100%. No, they're going to make a joke about Zach replacing me on the show. <laughs> <laughs> so look out for that when you watch it or listen to it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it was so much, much fun. Everyone go and check out that episode. If you want to check out everything News to Reviews does, uh, you can hit us up on all the socials, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Twitter is probably the best place to keep track of everything that we do. Our Twitter handle is at News to Reviews, and that's with a number two instead of the word two. And to get us kicked off, so we're doing things in a bit of a different format. Normally, we kick it off with our intro story and then go into introductions. But today, I've got the intro sto- story for you right now. Now, gentlemen, I hope you have your wallets at the ready, because if you don't, you'll be sprinting to find them in a panic, because do I have the ultimate gamer accessories for you? Razer is breaking out the goodies, and they have released the Razer Gaming Finger Sleeve. Oh, yeah, you've been uh, been eating your KFC, you know, you've been eating a nice bucket of the the Colonel, and then you're... Fingers are all greasy, but you want to play bloody Fortnite on your Android phone. <laughs> and and so you, you put on your finger sleeves and away you go. You got perfect grip. That's right. That's right. You <laughs> like condoms? Well, you got little ones on your fingers now. <laughs> That's legit what they 
people. They're, they're le- this is legit sleeves that you put over your thumb, and I guess the idea is it's meant to improve your gaming when you're using a oh. touch surface device. So basically, this is how Razer describes it: slip on, and never slip up with Razer oh. gaming finger sleeve that will Gross. seal your mobile victory. Oh. Woven <laughs> with worse. high sensitivity silver fiber to enhance <laughs> aim and control, our breathable sleeves keep your fingers deadly cool in the heat of battle. Rips so for his always pleasure. Have a grip on the game. Oh, oh man, this just looks like a PR nightmare just waiting to happen, and it's already happened, folks. <laughs> yeah, this sounds like it's already a did somebody say KFC moment. <laughs> oh man, a hundred percent. I I gotta wonder if this is just a, a like a product that like you can buy it. It is it is a product you can purchase. Mm. I gotta wonder if they've developed. Oh well, yeah, this- condoms are really cheap and plentiful. You can fucking pick them up at like the bathrooms at the pokies. <laughs> anyway. Look, I, I gotta say, I don't think I'd want to play uh, or use my phone with condoms on my fingers because that would put <laughs> lubricant and <laughs> all over my phone, and uh, that's not sound like a good idea. Even if it is water based and can wash right off. <laughs> oh no! What would uh, people in public think of you using this stuff? It's you, so you, gross. you'll need to use the KFC wet wet nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I think people, if someone saw you using this in public, the, the, the confusion would be, they, they'd think you'd be like for warmth or something, right? Because that's the only sort of reason I, if you mm. just, at first glance, the only sort of reason you think you'd ever wear something like this. You just wear like, gloves, you know, like, like yeah. a normal person, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I guess these, this is kind of like midriff gloves, in a sense. <laughs> or, or maybe they, they've, they've got like a factory that creates fingerless gloves and they're like, what do we do with all the fingers? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Gaming finger sleeves. <laughs> now, this this isn't the end of the gaming products for you because Razer is has just keeps bringing stuff that just is going to make us break our bank accounts. I, I'm already I've already bought some of these, <laughs> not really, <laughs> but oh, I, I'll, I'll have to get some of this. Razer is coming out with its own patented respawn. Gum. That's right. You can get Gamer Gum. Mm. They've partnered with Five Gum. Ugh. And the uh, <laughs> the uh, subtitle they're going with this is Chew, Focus, Win. <laughs> so, <laughs> you can elevate your play with a gum to maintain mental focus and reaction time. This unique gum combines green tea extract and B vitamins with the invigorating and long-lasting flavors of Five Gum. Every game is a new opportunity to come out on top. Start it with a stick of Respawn by Five. This is not sponsored, obviously, by the way, any of this. No. I'll never. They couldn't pay me enough to sponsor this shit. What the Oi, oi, I just want to say I've never heard of Five Gum before, but I immediately think of the flavor Five Spice. And that would be a horrible, horrible gum flavor. It's the worst yeah. name for a gum. <laughs> they're, they're this weird gum company that goes. For, they're, they're like the edge. They're edgy gum mm. or something like that. It's it's fucking weird. And yeah, it is edgy. The idea to sell people this trash. Anthony, could you see yourself chewing, focusing, and winning? Well, no, I can't because it's only available in the US. Oh so- <laughs> no! <laughs> there goes that idea. Oh, now nah, you've got to but- have an unfair advantage. <laughs> Have you got your your NordVPN installed? So <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, but I remember you were talking. We were talking about this just the other day, and you were saying there was some type of study they showed 
how it shows chewing gum actually makes you more focused on the game. I'm like, all right, well, what's the difference between this and just chewing on, just say, like, extra or something? <laughs> how could this be any different? Because they can't make money off that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this Razor made it, so it's for gamers, you know? Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm oh. definitely buying it now. <laughs> yeah, they, f- they worked out that gamers all love Five Spice. <laughs> It just re- re- reminds me back in the day where I used to, uh, when I was a bit younger and I used to give a shit what I look like, I used to go to the gym and it was at the, it was at this sort of time where, where going to the gym had really like, it was, it was like exploded in, in culture. I don't know if it was just my age group or the people I was hanging out with, but it was oh, no, it's our like, group as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause it was the whole meme of like, oh, do you even lift bro? And all that crap. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, buddy, at that time there was just so much stupid shit they'd flog to you. You'd have your pre-workout, then oh. you'd have your post-workout. Oh yeah, they still have they all came that. up with with interim workout, which you'd is like a pace that you'd eat whilst you were working. It was just fucking oh, no. insane. There's so yeah. much bullshit around it. <laughs> and yeah, it's like Razor's trying to do the same thing here. Just cash in on seeing what they can get gamers with deep pockets who don't give a fuck to purchase oh. what they were trying to target there were people that were trying to transition to roids but weren't quite ready yet <laughs> and so and so they just had all of these things on the market that was like shooting you up with basically 50 times the healthy dosage of caffeine to give you energy <laughs> like if you're already destroying your body at that point just fucking go on the roids it's like this is the equivalent of like vaping or something. Yeah, your liver, your liver is not going to thank you for switching to this fifty times the caffeine alternative. Just go on the roids. Oh, here you go. The news to reviews official advice for everyone out there is to just go on the roids. Exactly, this completely unsanctioned, unsanctioned, non-medical expert. We this do not satire. know anything. This is satire. Do not follow satire. any of our advice. Yeah. <laughs> the biggest hot takes I've ever seen. And with that being said. Gentlemen, should we get cracking with some game reviews? Let's go for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, all right. I could go with that. (laughs) So it is tradition now on this show for our guests to get us kicked off with our impressions and this time for this special PAX episode, Gaming Reviews. What do you got got for us this week, Anthony, my friend? Well, I got something that may be a little bit controversial as well. I re- just recently reviewed uh, the one and only FIFA 22. FIFA? 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 Michelle FIFA. Michelle FIFA, yeah. Barbara Streisand. No. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly didn't think they could uh, improve on Michelle FIFA 21, so that's I'm curious yeah, well, what, the, what changes they've made. <laughs> Look, they have this. They also have Football Manager 2021 as as well, so if you ever wanted to live out your lifelong dream of being a manager, <laughs> Barbara Streisand is the five spice equivalent of Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> oh, hot take! Oh, hot take and a half, big burn for Barbara Streisand fans out there. And I'll just let you know, out there, I love five spice, oh, can't, can't get, get enough you of keep it. Your, your, your takes extra hot, that's for sure, lucky. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, FIFA yeah. 22 is definitely hot off the presses, and it's not yep. something that I would I'd tend to find myself playing. I just I don't I just don't really play sports games. I do find That's FIFA fair. a fun multiplayer game to play mm. for sure. I, Anthony, yeah, how have you found it? 
Yeah, this year, um, I wasn't as into it as I was last year because last year had a lot of changes. It had this thing called agile, agile dribbling, which is like a mm. faster way to move the ball around. It actually made a big impact. And they had like, you know, all these manager mode changes and some other stuff, which was really cool for the franchise. Mm. But this is more just like very like backdoor kind of background kind of things. I can't think of a better word for it. Sorry. But it's just, yeah. <laughs> it makes sense though. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like there's been some little changes that are good. Like they've got this arcade mode thing for mm-hmm. Volta football, which is like the street football kind of thing that oh, they okay. brought in nice. FIFA 2019. Mm. But the thing is me, Sam and Dylan, we love um, FIFA Street 2, which came out in the early 2000s. And they're trying to, they're obviously trying to cash off of that, but it just, it's just not hitting the same way as the old school one is. It's like they've got this engine of, the, you know, the normal gameplay where you're playing 11v11 and they're trying to, they just like copy pasted that over it, over to um, Volta and they've gone, all right, you've got a straight football game with just some, some skills on top to look fancy, but it just doesn't have that same like arcadey feel of FIFA Street 2 and 1, which were like the really highly praised ones. And yeah, it's just like talking about the general gameplay. It seems like of all the stuff they've brought in, when you versus the computer, they're just too good this time around. Like I, I'm, okay. I'm consider myself pretty decent. Like I'm not hyping myself up or anything at FIFA, but like there would just be times where the computer would just score, and you will not be able to do anything about it. It just, it just feels entirely oh, unfair. Here we go. So, so everyone, just prepare for when all the mainstream reviews come out to be like, "This is the Dark Souls of FIFA games." <laughs> 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 all our eyes will collectively roll. <laughs> <laughs> That was really funny because I published my review and then I checked out a couple of the other ones and there was this other review, I can't remember who it was, but they were saying that, because I like to play more of a build-up sign of play, like a lot of passing, a lot of like a slower build-up and they're like, and I said in my review, you can't do build-up play because they'll just eventually take the ball off of you. Mm. Whereas what they were saying, they're like, oh no, you got to prioritize build-up play. That's the only way to win. I'm like, were we playing two different games here? Like what? <laughs> what's going on? Because mm. it seemed to me like this time around, it's all about, you know, attacking the sides, attacking the wings and doing quick kind of counter-attack, fast break kind of okay. play. But yeah, that, that seemed to work with me, with me the most. Um, there was one feature I really liked that they introduced. It's called Explosive Sprint where you Ooh. just say there's a defender coming up to you really fast. You can like, you, you'll go from a jog into a full full pace sprint at like the kind of like the drop of a hat. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really cool because it changes up um, the gameplay quite a bit because in this one as well, you can um, you can do tricks but when the ball's coming towards you. Just say like, you know, you can do like a spin on the spot or you can fake one way and then go the other way. Mm. You can do that while the ball's coming to like, just as you're about to get the ball, whereas in the other games, you'd have to like take a touch and then do it. But the, but by the time you wanted to do the trick, you might've already lost the ball. So okay. just, it's kind of like, it makes these options open up that you wouldn't have in the other FIFA games. But at the same time, the computer's got all these options. And when you put them on like the legendary and ultimate difficulty, they just kick your butt. Like, straight away because they've got so many options they can do and they're just like so good at the game it's just it's just hard to kind of put a stop to yeah okay so you were saying that this is uh one of those ones where they haven't like made a ton of improvements it's one of those more iterative iterative fifas like as a fan of the series how, how how many years is it before you see one that really makes some significant changes i'd say last year's one was a big one that felt like a big kind of I'd say step up, but also people that are looking in from the outside are just like, nah, all the fevers are exactly the same. Like, it just seems like a big cash grab kind of thing. Okay. And, I, and I completely understand that perspective as well, because if you're not in tune with the series, it's, it's you're just looking at the same game. Looks like they're just copy pasting it day in, day out, or year in, year out kind of thing. Mm. Um, but I'd say maybe every, oh, it's hard to say. 
because they, they it's kind of um, a bit irregular the pattern okay. of like what's what they change okay. year to year. Um, maybe every four to five years, to be honest. Shit. Um, wow. Yeah, that's a, that's the thing. It's like it, it, this year is one of those iterative things, like you were saying. It doesn't seem like it's got a big appeal, but you know the FIFA fans are going to buy it anyway, just because it's the new FIFA. They want the yeah. squad updates. They want new ultimate team and that kind of thing. And I didn't talk about ultimate team in my review because I don't really support that kind of stuff. It's very microtransaction heavy and it's always about you know it's kind of like getting you know how you got the Pokemon cards back in the day how this for anyone that hasn't played Ultimate Team it's like getting a Pokemon card pack and you're like you're trying to look for you know Ronaldo's and the Messi's mm. but you know you're not going to get Mewtwo in every pack so it's and you're going to have to keep buying the same cards over and over and like Mewtwo mm. just say you got Mewtwo uh, from a Pokemon card pack in FIFA they have different stats so like one Mewtwo in one Pokemon card might be different this time around so you're mm. kind of like on, in this constant loop of lo- searching for better cards and paying micro microtransactions is the best way to get um, those packs. So it's kind of like, I don't even touch that stuff anymore. I'm just more concerned about the single player and, and like yeah. competitive kind of stuff. Anthony, yeah. what sort of Pokemon would David Beckham be? Ooh, that is a good question. <laughs> um, he would be like... I actually can't think of one. That is a good question. Because he's, he's the only footballer that I know of. Um, yeah. cause that's how little I know about this, this world that FIFA, that's I don't even know if he's an active footballer. He, he no, can retire no, by he's now, retired, right? He's retired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like he's, five, he's, six years ago. Yeah. Yeah. He's hocking off all these perfume products. So he can't, he's obviously not rolling yeah. in, in the soccer money anymore. He's, um, he, he, he'd be a, a haunter because he has uh, disappeared into obscurity. Hey, <laughs> I like yeah. that. I like we're, that. We're, we're really nice. just, uh, really dishing out the hot takes and the jabs at like <laughs> at celebrities from like fucking years ago. I know you can really, <laughs> yeah, you can really tell the age demographic that we're going for with this one. <laughs> we just turned 30. I don't, I don't know. I know people, like, people, follow Barbara Streisand. Anyway, <laughs> people under 30 will not know what the fuck but we're yeah, talking about. T- t- touching, uh, touching on the, <laughs> Uh, the Marco transactions there and FIFA Ultimate Team, yeah, like mm. I'm, I'm right there with you. It, it is gross, and I don't understand why. Specifically with sports games, it seems like that just companies have just got to pass. And I guess maybe because uh, they're, they're very mainstream, so a lot of people play it who don't generally follow gaming news and stuff like that, so they're not quite mm. as aware of it. Um, and yeah, like the, it's just so predatory because it is straight up pay to win. Mm, uh, that's what it pay, is. You, you put pay to win like that because yeah, these as you said, these cards have stats tied to them. If you put mm. some elements like that into you know any looter shooter these days or any multiplayer sh- competitive shooter, and people would complain a lot. You'd get just review bombed on Steam. It it yep. it'd, it'd just be a complete and utter mess. Overwatch even got rid of um uh, loot boxes, and those were just cosmetic as well too. Mm. Um, Whereas this make actually makes like a big impact on your your the outcome of the match, basically. Yeah, and and we've seen over in England as well. Like there'd be there was like you know stories of children who've got their parents' credit cards and spent a ton on FIFA Ultimate Team Packs because, yeah, like it has that addictive loop to it because it's randomized. And I've heard yep. of like people spending thousands and still not even getting Ronaldo and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that's so the it's, thing. Oh, you're spending so like $100 on the base game and then you're spending like t- 10 to 20 times that just to get Ronaldo and all the big dudes. You know what oh, I mean? But out. the thing is, EA makes so much money off of Ultimate Team. I think because like they've released some good games this, this year. They've released It Takes Two, mm. Lost in Random, the Mass Effect trilogy. Mm. But they make about four, I think, they make four to five times that on Ultimate Team that they do selling any of the games. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, but then, then again, like I, I love the games they've they've put out this year. I just don't condone this type of practice. Just not 
Yeah. Not in uh, my yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm to- yeah. Yeah, totally right there with you. Ah, far out. So, it's, it, where does it fall for you in the echelon of the of the FIFA games? Like, is it would it be a high ranking one, or would it sort of fall towards the middle? How how are you feeling about it? It's definitely middle. I'd say it's mid. Okay. Um, last year was probably one of my probably my favorite. Like, it's just like this very well constructed, very well balanced kind of affair. Well, that's what it felt like to me. People mm. may differ, but this year kind of just seems like a one step forward, two to three steps back. I'll say. Oh. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's disappointing to hear. Uh, this would have been like the first one released. Like, well, I guess it, yeah, it's probably still cross-platform, isn't it? I doubt it's just on PlayStation. Yeah. Oh, they've got because I reviewed it on PC, and mm. there's this thing on the the current gen, you know, PS5 and Xbox Series S and X. They've got this thing called hyper motion technology, and people are getting all huffed up about that. But all it is is just more animations. That's pretty much all it is, <laughs> and it's just the, and it's it's just Woo! marketing fluff at the end of the day, yeah. and it's just. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I can't get my I, I, I gotta say, they're good at it. Like you even mentioned uh, before, you said, "Oh, they've they've added the explosive sprint," mm. and I heard that, and I was like, "Ooh, I want to I want to do an explosive sprint." That sounds <laughs> bloody fantastic. Like they, it, it, if one thing they know how to do over at EA, it's just bloody market their shit. Market That's it, yeah, sure. they do. I get oh, explosive shit. diarrhea. Is that something? Similar? <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll be That's... running to the bathroom if you have that. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a different kind of explosive sprint. That's for sure. <laughs> oh jeez well, Anthony you know as you know something that we do over here on news to reviews is we like to put review scores on games that we have played if we choose to mm-hmm. if we feel like we've played enough if we want to have you got a review score for us for FIFA 22 yeah I will actually because I, I gave it a 7 out of 10 I will actually read out to you what I gave as a summary of the game oh yeah overall oh kind of god thing. that's um, so middling so- so, <laughs> oh man, so that's so my... middle of the road. Yes, mm. <laughs> give me more so of that on... sweet middle of the road content. Yep. <laughs> All right. So on the on the on the I said uh, FIFA 22 brings a smidgen of interesting additions to the series, although a few of them recoil for a, for lack of a better word upon closer examination. Manager mode is relatively the same. Ultimate team still heavily prioritizes microtransactions, and Volta Football only edges slightly closer to the glory days of FIFA Street. A decent entry overall. Oh, okay. So who who would you recommend Mm. this for? It would have to be for people that... I I was... Because people were asking me in my YouTube video, they were asking, should I buy this if I played FIFA 21? I go, no. If you played anything before FIFA 21, though, probably yes. Because it's got that stuff from FIFA 21 that I was saying is really good. Just like slight, I'm not going to say downgraded, but like one step forward, two steps back, kind of. Thing. All right. So, what yeah, about what about time. what about fans that are that are like Anthony? I fucking love FIFA. I love FIFA mm-hmm. games. Uh, it's been a really fucking hard year for me, mate. Like really hard across the board, and I need something that'll make me happy. Should I get this game? Yep. Because Anthony knows that hardcore FIFA fans. They're going to buy it anyway. Yeah, all they need is just some more FIFA. Yeah. All right, so it's more FIFA to get you across the line, guys. It's not going to fucking, you know, wow your world, but. Just don't spend all your money on Ultimate Team. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's just good advice in general. Yeah. Oh, totally. I totally agree with that advice. And you know what you could spend your money on instead? Mm-hmm. Keener Bridge yes. of Spirits. 
Spirits. That's right. I've been playing the PlayStation exclusive title. Oh. Well, it's actually not an exclusive. I believe it's on PC as well too. But <laughs> as far as console is 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 concerned, yes, it's exclusive. That's okay. It feels it's exclusive. On... Exactly. <laughs> it's on PlayStation Five. And PS4 as well. I, re- I reviewed this playing on PlayStation 5. Nice. And uh, it's been an interesting journey uh, with Kena for me. That's that's for sure. So for people out there who do not know, uh, Kena Bridge of Spirits is a third-person action-adventure game. It's uh, very, very much story-driven. It's a single-player narrative-driven game where you play as Kena, who... <laughs> I'll get into it later. I'm not actually even sure if it is pronounced this way, but I'm just going to keep pronouncing it. Yeah, I know. I got no idea as well. Oh, man. It's so confusing. Wait, did they say a name in the game? Yeah. Yeah, we'll get into that anyway. So, Kena (laughs) is a spirit guide who helps spirits cross over into the afterlife and uh basically the and that that's what the narrative crux of the whole thing is you're just you're helping three different spirits as well as a bunch of other little spirits on the way cross over into the afterlife and creating harmony throughout this gorgeous gorgeous world that you are exploring and the gameplay Mm. comes down to mostly puzzle solving uh and some third person action combat um but that's where I was really surprised what I ended up really being surprised with. So when I first started playing it, and if you go back to our previous episode of news to reviews back a couple of weeks ago, where I had my early impressions on Kena, I remember picking up and saying it felt like playing a PS2 game in a way, like the way the carrot way Kena felt to move around kind of almost felt akin of like something like Jack and Daxter or something like it still doesn't feel bad to play as, but it just feels kind of old. Uh, mm-hmm. particularly when you're doing the uh, the platforming sections. And yep. the first area that you explore as well too, I found the level design in there to feel, feel very similar to that in that, yeah, it just feels like I'm playing like an older sort of PS2 game. It's all very cramped. It looks quite nice, but like not as, not as nice as the more open areas. Um, yeah, it, 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 it wasn't exactly grabbing me and it wasn't exactly uh, really getting my attention. Mm. But on like finishing the game now i've completely flipped on kena and i end up having a really really bloody good time with it and one of the big reasons because of that is is the combat so to start off you're just using uh just your spear Hmm. uh, and basically and some sort of rot powers you get which the rot are these tiny little characters that follow you around and and basically are your special abilities uh they look Hmm. like these cute little black things and you can put like hats on them and stuff like that. <laughs> they're, they're, they're kind of akin to um, uh, uh, like minions in Despicable Me. or you yeah, know, Kind of like the wisps in uh, Sonic Colors. Kind yeah, of yeah. Little yeah, Spongebobs. Yeah. <laughs> Think of any of those whimsical uh, 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 mute sort of characters that you'll see in Disney Pixar movies. That's that. That's your rot. That's, that's like, exactly what And like got. make weird noises like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just cute little cute noises and they have their eyes are way too big for their heads yeah. and there exists to make you go, oh, isn't that cute? Well, and I mean, I, the characters in that game are basically the same, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. They've got yeah, massive no, eyes. All the, all the characters are, are like that. They've definitely gone for that with the with the sort of art style. But and they're great for making uh, merchandise for the game. <laughs> oh yeah, and that's the most important part. Yeah, that is literally the most important. Ember <laughs> uh, Lab, they they know what they're doing. The yeah, yep. <laughs> Mattel, so, take notes. 
<laughs> exactly, exactly. For your G.I. Joe triple A game that's coming out. Yeah. <laughs> Made by Wizards of the West Coast. Anyway. Maybe don't make a game with middling reviews in 2020. Exactly, exactly. Fair. And yeah, it's I don't think all in all it's gonna be a middling review for Keena for me. Like I've as as the combat expanded for me, I started enjoying it more and more. So to start off with, you're pretty much just doing light and heavy attacks and you can dodge and use a shield. Uh, and parry as well as using the rot to sort of do light damage and uh, bind enemies so you can sort of get hmm. get a few hits on them uh, and eventually you you unlock ability other abilities with the rot as in like a, a cool hammer all the rot will come around your staff and you can slam it on the ground and it does like you know a bit of area of effect damage and can sort of hit them at a bit of a distance and does large damage on the enemies and that one was so awesome. so much fun to do and the animation for that looked absolutely amazing and as I've, as the powers expanded more and more, I had more and more fun with the combat. So they add in, I think maybe a slightly too late into the game, they add in a bow and arrow. And it's sort of, as you, I think as you complete or like sort of you, you know, about an hour or two into the game, I think when you get the bow and arrow. Mm. And once you do, it's like, okay, that just changes completely how you play the game because you have the long game and the short game, right? Yeah. And they do the Breath of the Wild thing where when you're jumping or just in the air in general and you aim with your bow, it slows down time. Uh, so it's really, really cool. And your bow's on a recharge, so you're not have, having to worry about ammo management. Lockie, yeah. I know you don't like ammo management. Yeah, um, it, It's because the way the bow works is you're just using your staff, but you, you use energy from the forest to fire your fire your staff just like a bow. So you're firing like sort of energy arrows mm. basically. But yeah, yeah, by the time you get that, plus there's like a, a bomb that you can get that's used for solving puzzles as well as to be used in combat. Nice. I'll be doing things like I'll come running in, jump into the air, throw a bomb on them, shoot the bomb with my arrow. It explodes and staggers them. So I land and attack them and then dodge away and throw more. But like it was it's so oh, much cool. fun to do. Yeah. Like once you once I got the hang of the combat and and sort of felt like I was playing it the way maybe it was it was intended to be played once you get all those different abilities, I was having so much fun and it felt really cool to dominate the enemies uh, nice. playing as Keena. Because I'd heard that the combat of Kena was relatively simplistic, but it looks it, it like is. from what you're it, telling me, that's a bit oh, more to it. Oh, no, it, it is still simplistic. Like, you don't have a ton of powers you're working with, and it's not got an expansive skill tree like what you'd see in Assassin's Creed mm. or, or, or most or Ghost or of Tsushima or think of any, any, any sort of open world uh, yep. action RPG. Um, it, 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 there, there isn't a ton there you can upgrade, but you do collect more rot as you go throughout, which does unlock new abilities. And the upgrades you do unlock are cool and they're fun to play around with. But yeah, at the most part, you're still doing the same sort of, you can do the same three things. You can use your staff as a close attack, use your bow as a, a, a as a distance attack and uh, uh, have your bombs there to do like stagger damage and stuff like that. You do hmm. eventually get a dash which can be used in combat a bit, but I didn't really. It's a, it's a weird. It's a not like a dash used for dodging. It's more to do sort of damage to the enemies. I didn't find myself. I didn't. Oh, find like that you too run past useful. them, kind of thing. Yeah, basically. Yeah. But they, they kind of, uh, they bring in a new enemy type that basically you have to use that on in order to oh, okay. make them vulnerable to attack. So they do do interesting stuff with it there. But I felt outside mm. of that, I didn't, didn't really find myself wanting to use it too much. But the, the only fair. issue I think I had with the combat was. For some reason, like this is a game, as you guys said, like it's got this cute art style. It looks like a Pixar movie, 
Mm. Um, and oh, oh my, once you get into the later levels where the level design really opens up a lot, I, it's almost like I felt like you could see their, them learning as they were creating this game. <laughs> <laughs> um, the game itself the- is learning. Oh, it, it was. The game has resentience. The, the, the second and third areas were just completely gorgeous and open, and so interesting, interestingly designed. And I wanted to explore everywhere, and it was really cool. But yeah, you've got this Disney-looking game that looks like almost a, like it'd be designed for kids, and I'm playing. I was playing mm. it on normal. But you'll have these bosses that just, there'll be this crazy difficulty spike. And I'm talking like, you know, I'll go from just trouncing all of the standard enemies. Like I'm very, very rarely ever dying to all of a sudden fighting a boss where I got to learn a move pattern and, you know, might die 10 to 15 times, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, I, it's, it's not the worst, but they do the, you know, the old school game thing of you've got, there's still a cutscene that happens. You still got to get to the, the area to trigger the fight to happen. And uh, it, like, you're not just uh, sort of thrown right back into it. Can't and- just press the retry button. Yeah, well, you have the mm. the load times are really really quick. So you mm. are when you, it's like two seconds, it will flash a quick image, and then uh, you know on the PS5 with the SSD, you straight mm. you are straight back into it. But you still got to you know run to the spot where you start the fight. Oh, the that's annoying. Cutscene will have to trigger, then you'll have to hold X to skip the cutscene. Yeah, which is you know it's not that big a deal, but when you do it ten or fifteen times, yeah. <laughs> then it starts getting a little bit monotonous. And and there'll be some boss battles that like go for a while. Yeah, and they don't have checkpoints inside of them so you'll be starting all that over again and it might have a cinematic in the very middle of the boss as well too that you'll have to then skip that cinematic over again so like it seems like such first world problems but i can imagine (laughs) it really annoying (laughs) yeah and and you take that into account like that's only just the game itself if you factor in what you had to go through in terms of challenges and trials to get a hold of a ps5 like, <laughs> like, if you factor all of that in, it's a fucking lot to be able to get to this dungeon. Do mm. you imagine on PS4, like you were saying, how it gets annoying, like doing, you know, going back to the start where the boss is, skipping the cutscene, going into the fight, doing the the mid mid cutscene, wherever it's called. Can you imagine on PS4? Oh, uh, I, I, I honestly, I don't want to think about so. it. Because even I, well, I realized when I started playing this that on, on PlayStation 5, you'll have uh, performance options and it was already on performance mode. Mm. And that's generally what I like to play most games on anyway. I prefer going for the silky smooth frame rate than I do yep. for the 4K. Because it looks good enough anyway. I, I mm. always test the other one just to see what it's like. So I swapped mm. it over to, you know, 4K ray tracing, focus on visual fidelity. Mm. And it didn't even feel like it was hitting 30 to me. And I don't know if that's just mm. me because I've I've gotten so so used to silky smooth 60 fps that when i say 30 it just burns my eyes uh, but it, it just it felt it, it, i couldn't play it like that I, within like seconds I, I i swapped it out it felt just completely unresponsive to me so i couldn't imagine playing on a ps4 you'd have to you get the load times and then i couldn't imagine how the frame rate would be because oh. even in the last in the very last section of kena uh, during a boss fight, there was tons of shit happening around in, in in the environment, and I was definitely getting frame drops. And they weren't like any Breath of the Wild level frame drops. It wasn't enough to really hinder gameplay or anything like that. But it was enough yep. that I could notice there was a little bit of stuttering. And that's so that's on PlayStation Five after being updated to like the fully updated up uh, where they have updated to at this point. Yeah. So yeah, God, PS4 owners. Uh, I don't know about that one. I'd say, <laughs> I'd say maybe wait Careful. till you get your hands on a PlayStation five, but yeah, it's, it's definitely felt worth it to me. Like it's, you know, it's not a full price game cause it is an indie studio. Uh, mm. 
which, by the way, this game is gorgeous. The cinematics look like a Pixar movie. The the actual gameplay I've seen prettier games, but it is still absolutely stunning. Like the the environments are gorgeous. Uh, the way when you clear clear the corruption uh, that's that's created throughout the environment and everything turns green and looks all lush and beautiful, it always looks amazing and is great. It's one of those games where I I actually bothered to stop and take photos using photo mode because it just looks so good. Uh, go check out the News to Reviews Instagram to see some <laughs> photos I've taken of uh, Keener as well as other games. At Ghost of Tsushima, of course. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. yes. Lots oh, of Ghost of Get ready for a lot of Ghost of Tsushima and Zach's dog. <laughs> but ready for this, guys. And this, as far as I can tell, like from where I've looked around to find the numbers for this studio, this is a 10-person studio. So I do not know it's what impressive. witchcraft they did to get a game of this length. It took me about 11 hours to finish of this mm. quality out for their first game as well Damn. too. Emberlab have just pulled off something absolutely amazing here. And as you, you know, as you've heard throughout this review that it's not perfect. That not every aspect of this game is perfect. There's definitely issues I have with it. But wow, for a first foray to create a game of this quality with a studio size so small, that is just absolutely incredible. Mm. Uh, the music is incredible in Kena. Mm-hmm. I fucking love the music, especially in the first area. It's very reminiscent of Jack and Daxter, you know, those sort of oh. jungle sounding themes. Yeah, and yeah, whatnot. yeah, the tribal I, kind of sounds. Oh, love it. Absolutely yeah. love it. It sounds, the, the soundtrack is fantastic. The voice acting is okay. Yeah. Um, And I think that one of the problems with the voice acting comes down to one of my main issues with the game, and that's the narrative and the characterization, because Kina, I cannot tell you a single thing about her character other than that she's a spirit guide and she's determined to help these spirits. (laughs) That's it. She doesn't like... She very rarely comments on things when she's exploring the environment. She's a workaholic. She's just focusing on the job. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> she's someone who's truly living that uh that 2021 modern life that's for yeah. sure she, she's just out. out there for the dollar <laughs> eyes on the prize eyes on the prize <laughs> and, and, and yeah that was that was that was definitely an issue for me i love a game with a good narrative and you know when you don't care about the characters when they all just feel as bland as what they did it, it it's not great and and in saying that the other characters around her the spirits that you were helping definitely did have more character than what Kena did they they had an arc and everything they actually had had motivations oh. and interesting things but they do the the uh, a narrative telling uh, fail in my opinion that's yeah. something that I I get very sick on and I sick of and I think it's very hard to pull off in that they the story that is happening has already happened. You are arriving right. after everything interesting has happened. Uh, yeah. And all you are doing is finding out the interesting thing that happened over the course of yep. the game. What which, caused the world to end in this post-apocalyptic naturey landscape? Haven't seen exactly. that in recent times. Uh, exactly. So, and it and was you got my, no agency in the matter, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, it, it felt 100% like that. Like you yeah. were helping the, the forest and getting rid of the corruption and helping these spirits move on. But I was like, I didn't know why Kena was doing it. Other than that, she's a spirit guide and it's like her job. I think they mentioned that her, her dad was a spirit guide and she wanted to be good like him so i guess that's the motivation i i don't know another thing that annoys me is i don't know how to pronounce kena because i thought it was kena it's spelled like kena and i heard everyone say it's definitely not kenna no it's definitely not kena. It, no it, it's pronounced quinoa i think 
<laughs> or Turquoise, which one is <laughs> Check out last week's episode of News to Reviews for that reference. Oh, yeah. Bloody, uh, they pronounce it. I heard another character pronounce it as Kana. Now, her name Kana. is spelled K- K-E-N-A. Well, I don't so, think in any, like, unless somebody tells you from the game creator that, oh, you know, you're meant to pronounce it Kana. Like, I think they're just yeah. adding, like, accents on it just out of their own yeah. fucking volition. Man, I'm not one of those people who's like a grammar Nazi or anything like that. You know, but I, I don't care about that shit. But like this. Oh, actually, what about Helena? <laughs> Helena. That's that's got an A in it. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, all right. Oh, still, you know what? I've changed know. my mind. Whatever. <laughs> you know what? I'm pivoting. It was like, sorry. So uh, I'm a massive Final Fantasy fan, in case you haven't figured that out by now. But um, for, for previous listeners of, of the podcast, but... um. In uh, Final Fantasy X, the main character's name is Titus, and everyone thought his name was Titus because oh. it's never pronounced. Oh, but it was yeah. funny because they, in other materials, they would keep calling him Titus, but when it came to Kingdom Hearts 2, one of the ca- characters actually called him Titus, mm. and then everyone on the fandom just lost their collective mind. So it's uh, Yeah, dude, you've, you've just happen. blown my fucking mind. I love that game, and I always thought it was Titus. Yeah, it's actually mm. Titus. Did you know that? Wow, what a terrible sounding name. Yeah, Titus sounds terrible. so much better. Because Titus, Titus sounds like it could be a Romany sounding name. And that's definitely yeah. what they're going with, with how it's pronounced Titus. Like, yeah, and it's like a water-based game. Ugh. So like Tide, you know, yes, like that just yes. makes sense, doesn't oh it? Oh my you God, I mean? absolutely. And that's what I thought. I was like, oh, he's got a water sword. Um, yeah. he, He's a fast swimmer. This is, yeah, water world. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's no fucking sense. I just, don't. I just don't. Yeah, Titus, like like sucking from a teat. Yeah, that's literally. horrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's a bummer. <laughs> Damn, that made Lockie's day. <laughs> yeah, I know. Fuck, fuck quinoa. Like this is the big news. Damn, Pinot Noir. What? <laughs> oh, oh, look, look. I, I oh think, man, I think Kena is. Big news to me, or sorry, Kana is big news to me, <laughs> purely just because of the size of this studio. And I, I did love it. I had, I had a lot of fun playing through it. It is fun. These combat sections are fun. I wanted to explore this world. I wanted to know more about the rot and these characters. Mm. I think just the letdowns were in the narrative, some of the the archaic sort of narrative design. And, very baseline uh, kind of thing. Yeah, and just some mm. of the some of the jankiness to some of the level design and and uh, and some of the movement there, like the platforming throughout the whole thing, never f- felt perfect. Mm. But all in all, I I really loved loved Kana Bridge of Spirits. It, it it was a fantastic title. It's definitely one of my favourite titles I've played this year. Mm. And I'm going to be looking to whatever Ember Lab puts out next. I am so curious yeah. to see, like, especially if this game does well, which I've heard it's getting a physical release now, which is always a good sign. Usually awesome. they only do that if the game sells well. Yeah. Uh, then and possibly we could see their yeah. studio growing and making games with an even bigger scope. And considering the scope they managed to go for this, like this 11 hour people? title. And yeah. the game looks stunning. Now, the environments were static a lot of the time. You know, you don't have a bunch of NPCs walking around with their own sort of... Uh, their, their own sort of... Uh, thing going on. Yeah, yeah. Their motivations and things happening in the world. Uh, but the game is absolutely stunning. The cutscenes are completely flawless and gorgeous. Looks like a Yeah, Pixar the cutscenes looked... I looked great. I haven't played it myself, but I saw some of the cutscenes. It looks like you're watching a Pixar film. It's it that really, well really done. does. And, and the animations are just some of the best I've seen in any video game, like rivaled only by things like The Last of Us Part Two, which is mm. created by a AAA studio, Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog. And this is a yeah. studio of 10 people 
Emberlab should be endlessly proud of what they've managed to put out with with Kana Bridge of Spirits. And I will give it... Oh, what will I give Kana Bridge of Spirits? I will give it 25 out of 27 rot. That's right, the cute little... <laughs> God damn, I you can't to, even quantify that. You have to go bigger because there's so many of them. You have to like make them a big quantity kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Which, look, that, that may seem like a very positive review score for all the issues I had in the game, but this review score for me is based on my own enjoyment that I had Mm. with the game. It felt like a game that was deserving of that score to me, despite those issues that I did have with it. Kena, I'd say if the, if the, what I've said appeals to you here, um, I'd say 100%, especially if if you have a PS5, then pick it up. I reckon you'll have a good time for sure. Uh, But yeah, Mm. if you have a PS4, um, and you're not not too sure on this, I'd say wait for a sale on this one. Uh, yep. That is for or sure. grab it on PC. Yeah, yeah, there you go, PC. <laughs> oh, I forget that PC exists being a console pleb. <laughs> oh, dearie me. Anthony, you've been playing other stuff as well. Yep. I'm curious to see what you thought of this game with such a weird title it is such a weird title i don't think it's grammatically correct but like like zach said i'm not a grammar nazi i'm not going (laughs) into that stuff um (laughs) i think it's based off of there's a movie called of sound mind i think they wanted to do that title but it's already trademarked and copyrighted and all that stuff so they went with something else that was very similar i think it makes sense but i'll I'll give them a pass on this one because this game's actually not bad and like what uh what zach was saying about you know you say you gave it 25 out of 27 which is a very high mark i gave this one a slightly lower one i gave it seven out of seven out of ten because i as much as i really enjoyed this game there were just parts of it that just drag down the experience like it is a very resident evil e based game like there's lots of puzzles like that's the main focus and a bit of fighting here and there okay so for people who don't know what in sound mine is it like it's a horror game right yeah 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 so it's a psychological horror game where you're this you're this psychiatrist or therapist i can't remember what he is um he's one of the therapist kind of oh, people perfect like plot set up for a horror and any yeah. horror thing like the the protagonist is either a, an author a psychologist <laughs> or like it's some, some kind of Oi, does it turn out that you're harley quinn <laughs> no 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 <laughs> oh, okay it's an indie studio so they can't pull something like that off. Oh, yeah that's, that's, a, that's a shame, a shame. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, um God. but the thing is He's a psychiatrist and he goes into these he, four of his patients' minds. So, it's set, hence the name In Sound Mind. Um, oh, I thought you were sound, saying In Sound Mind. <laughs> that's something different entirely. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was think I had a completely different game picture. Um, and that'd be, that'd be a pretty psychologically horrible yeah, game. So- <laughs> only, only negative user reviews around the board for In Cell Mind, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but the oh, thing with shit. this the thing with this game like like Zach was saying about how your level of enjoyment that's what you give the score that's that's what I went with with this one like mm. I could have easily given this game a 9 out of 10 like I really liked it but there were just some of the puzzles were just really some of them were really well designed but a few of them just really spoiled the game for me like mm. I got stuck on this puzzle for about an hour I think a whole hour because it was just the most simple of puzzles, but it wasn't... The way you, you would do it is so jank. Like, you have to grab this key. You'd have to jump up and grab it. But there was no indication of that you've ever done that in the game before. And it's like eight hours in. 
And you go, well, what's what's going on here? And there was this other thing that kept telling you to go check the wires or something like that. I'm not going to spoil what part it is, but mm. it was just so like it's not conveyed well at all. Some of them, and that they just really just wrecks the pacing like hardcore. You you kind of like your foot's like one foot out the door at that at that point in time, and you kind of like. Mm. All right, I'll give it another go now, kind of thing. Like, cause you, cause you liked what has happened before that, beforehand. Um, but it's just, it's just such a shame. Like, this game was really well constructed. Like, there's some really good horror moments in this. Like, there's this part in my my YouTube review that I showed where you get this coin. It's an op- It's an optional scare too. You put this coin into this. You know the photo booth machines that have like shopping centers and stuff. Mm. So you put you put your coin into that, and you take this photo. And, by, and you buy yourself, but when you pick the photo up, there's this guy like standing right behind you, and it says, "Turn oh around." Yeah. It's just like it's like stuff like that is so cool. I love when people play with horror, um, cl- like cliches, and like they put mm. their own spin on it. Because a lot of the horror stuff I play, it's very like you know, there's big jump scares, and then there's really obvious like string stabs that are going to accompany it and stuff. And it's just yeah. seeing different takes on the horror genre is 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 marvelous. I really enjoy that stuff. Um. But the thing with this is the enemies of this game were very not scary. <laughs> like there's these guys that just kind of like move around like the you know, you know, wacky waving inflatable arm too, man. Family guy. <laughs> That's what it reminded me of a little bit. Oh wow. Um, but they're just if, not... if that hasn't already been modded and you know, and it needs to, <laughs> as it gets closer to you, start saying wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man. It has to like it get louder, you know, as as they get closer. Oh wow. That would be amazing. Actually. They need that. That mod needs to happen. Come on, get on it, internet. That's for sure. <laughs> because this game, the developers of this game, they were famous for doing a mod of Nightmare House too. So it wouldn't surprise me if they could pull something off like that. So, mm. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Other than that, I did like how the story was set up because how it works is you go into the person's mind and they have these, you do these kind of walks through their mind. You have to do like a little platforming section and you listen to the protagonist, Desmond Wales, the therapist, his mm. conversations with them and stuff and how they've ended up the way they are. Because when you face off against all four of them, they're like, they take these different forms. There's this angry guy who takes the form of like a bull or there's this person who had a like a disfigurement and now she takes the form of a witch because like, you know, witches look are supposed to look really odd and that kind of thing. Mm. So just cool seeing how things are represented and the way the things are like modeled around the character themselves. I thought that was a really good way of doing it. But the same thing, Zach had the problem with with Kina. The main character feels very non-fleshed out. Mm. And it kind of feels a bit thin. Like he's ca- like you're more invested in the other characters than you are the main character. And and if you haven't got that as a developer, I think you've kind of missed the point a little bit. Yeah. Um. So it is a disappointing, a bit disappointing in that aspect. But another thing I really liked about this game is it's not just you know with a lot of horror games they use a lot of that like ambient kind of synth chord kind of stuff in the background. It's like uh, uh, like that's the music of the like the soundtrack yeah, of the games yeah. that type of stuff. This one's got a bit more variety to it. They actually got um, these guys from YouTube. I think, I think they're called The Living Tombstone. They actually made like some vocal tracks for the game in like a funk style, in rock, in, um, you know, that Kasabian, you know, Coldplay-ish kind of style. Just mm-hmm. like that type of thing, just to change it up a bit because it does get that, that stuff I was telling you about before does get a bit annoying after a while. So I do like to see different takes on the horror genre. And this is a really good example of that. It's just a shame that, 
those puzzle sections really kind of bring down the mm. overall experience in my yeah. opinion. What, what you're saying to me, everything's ticking all the boxes, but yeah, the, the puzzles certainly not mm. because I, I found the puzzles in resident evil sometimes to be a little bit too obscure. Like some of them yeah. are really simple. Just get the mm. item. Oh, they definitely here. are. But some Especially of them the were, were just like, how would I have ever thought to do that? Oh, yeah. I've got to like, and so, and a lot of that <laughs> stuff comes with me just being a noob with resident evil games. But yeah, if, if it's even more obscure than that, then yeah. I, I, yeah. It's like, Oh, it's cause like, I, I've played like all the Resident Evil mm. games, but this one was had me really stumped at times, uh, and it's no. not a good look yeah. when you and got like you got veterans playing and they just can't figure out what to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not like you get that aha moment at the end when you do figure it out and you go, "Oh yeah, kind ah, oh, it all makes sense. All the pieces were there," sort of thing. Yeah, I think I said in my review, I was like, I was I was close to pushing my brand new PC off of a cliff or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting a bit annoyed at it. You know, you know what's but, funny to me is I can't believe all the similarities that this has to a completely different game which came out not yeah. that long ago, which is Psychonauts 2. Oh, yeah! <laughs> like pretty much following the exact mm. same plot, but like in a, yeah. you know, a more kidsy... Uh, a platformer-style game, which is yeah. so so bizarre. It's it's it, yeah that that two games that are so different, but with su- such massive similarities, came such out so close takes. to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, far out. Oh man, but no, it is a good game overall. If you're a horror fan, I'd probably I'd recommend checking it out because this has got a physical release as well. It's coming out. Oh, we got we got our copies early. Um, I think it's coming out on October fifth. If I remember correctly, in um, I was just checking EB Games website the other day, so I think it's coming out October six on PS five, Xbox Series X, and Switch later on in the year. I okay. think something like nice. that. So, so, so yeah, would you re- who would you recommend this game for? I'll definitely recommend it for horror fans, especially Resident Evil, Silent Hill, um, Evil Within. You know, Tango Gameworks, Evil Within. Um, yeah, those type. If you're into that type of horror, you will definitely like this. For everyone else. Not sure. I'm not sure. Can't okay. can't say 100. percent Yeah. I think maybe I'll, I'll wait for a sale on on something like this. Yeah. Um, now nah, for sure. I think it's I think it's 60 doll, uh, 60 AUD 60 Australian. That's okay. Um. But yeah, maybe wait for a drop after that. Yeah. It's 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 a good 10 to 12 hour experience for sure. Just, just like just like Kena, same price point, same yeah, same about, hours, about 10 to 12 hours. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm liking this. I like that sort of price point thing that's happening a bit more these days. Like mm. not the crazy AAA game, and it's not going to be a game that's going to be keeping you playing for like two months. <laughs> no, it's like a one and done thing. You know what yeah. Yeah. I mean? It's okay to have an eight to 10 hour game. That's uh, yeah, yeah, that's bloody fantastic. Nice. Oh, not, yes. not everything has to be a freaking 50 plus hour JRPG or action yeah. RPG, you know what I mean? Yeah. And what was that score you gave it again? Oh, sorry. I gave it a 7 out of 10. Okay. All right. Yeah. Nice. Fair enough. Bloody oath. Well, yeah. Thanks so much for joining us for this special review only episode of News to Reviews. And God, we, yeah, we cranked out some bloody, bloody reviews. We did for sure. <laughs> Uh, where sure. can everyone find all the content that you guys make over at the Beta Network? Yeah, if you, the main place to check us out would definitely be uh, youtube.com slash the Beta Network. That's where we release all our reviews. We have at least one out a week, I would say, but we normally end up having like two to three just because we love just playing these games and cranking them out. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> for, other, for other content, Jeff, definitely, check out our, definitely check out our podcast. We had Zaki on last week, which is a great episode, I must say. Mm-hmm. Very funny. I, was, I wasn't in it, but I was laughing my head off. So <laughs> it was very well done. And uh, you can check out, if you want to hear our extended thoughts on the games we reviewed, definitely check out thebetanetwork.net. And we've got our articles there for our extended thoughts. So, yeah. Bloody oath. And if you want to tell us what you think about anything News to Reviews does, hit us up on all these socials, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Twitter's the best place to keep track of everything we're doing. And our Twitter handle is at News to Reviews. And that's with the number two instead of the word two. Anthony, 
Thank you so much for joining us, mate. It has been a bloody blast getting to talk games with you again. Nah, thanks for having me on. It was so much fun. Oh, yeah. Lockie, do you have any final words of wisdom for our listeners this week? Well, I want to thank Anthony again. You've kind of blown my my mind with the whole Titus <laughs> Titus revelation. Like all the games aside, <laughs> Final Fantasy X news. You know, I'm still being surprised by this game, and I'll be damned. I was reading it up just then. In Japanese, it's pronounced Tita. Yeah. That's so right. that just adds yeah. another fucking layer to all of this. You know what? I'm gonna stick with Titus. Um, yeah, in the I've Instagram. The same. Yep, listeners, settle this debate once and for all. Should it be pronounced Titus or Titus, or Titus. do you think they're both stupid? <laughs> Let us know. Yeah, you know what? I think we've had this discussion before. Canon can be whatever the bloody hell you decide it to be. That's right. <laughs> Canon or Canone, you decide. Or Keena. Which one is it? Keenan. Keenan. Keenan and the Bridge of Spirits. Oh, dear. Or Pinot Noir. Which one is it? <laughs> That's right. And and in, listen to our last episode, Turquoise, to understand that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Oh, thank you everyone for joining us and everyone out there, please take care of yourselves and take care of one another.